Intentional Dangerfield Podcast. <laughs> Wait a minute. Legendary things of legend. <laughs> and with that, welcome back everybody to another edition of the podcast. As always, I am your host, C3, alongside with Todd and John. What up? This is Intentional Dangerfield. This evening we have a special guest of the podcast. <laughs> that mic sounds nice over there. On you. So uh, I heard you guys have a little bit of controversy last week. Yeah, oh. actually, yes, today. The, yeah, the oh. so you so you the brought so you brought me on here the next week. What are you trying to do here? Well, Get more controversy? To. We had to back to back. <laughs> so what was some of the the the, the controversy oh. that we had? Well, they you know it. That's just not how we are, and if. What, Anybody? What's not how? Who? Right, what? what are we talking about? Well, it, last week the question came up: Is why do black women? Why do they get mad when they see a, a black guy mm-hmm. with a white woman? I'll have to give you a number here. There was a poll. I, you guys can look this up. I can't remember where it comes from. I saw it about a year and a half ago. There was a poll I saw that they had random people take a poll and. Uh, I keep really saying shit because it's so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> they found the most attractive, unattractive, and attractive groups. Uh-oh. Do you know what the most unattractive group was? What's the most attractive? Well, guess what the most attractive group is. What do you think the most attractive group? And, and I, I'm I'm guessing a Hispanic male. No. A dark black, not like me, like you guys, dark black males of random people that were polled, women, they're the most attractive. Really? I yeah. cannot believe that. Hey man, Just appearance-wise or... <laughs> when, um, hey, hey, whatever. That, that was the poll that was taken. I didn't I didn't believe it either, but I looked, just, just a simple poll. You know, the least attractive group that was found? Who's that? Black women. Man, Ouch. wow. And and that I, hurts. I, I think part that of hurts. it does hurt, but the truth hurts. The truth hurts. And the problem Gosh. with that is, you know, and this is my opinion. You guys are going to share this. This <laughs> is my opinion. This body. is my opinion. And this is and and do I maybe I should preface this with my upbringing and why I'm. Yeah, a let's little, do that. Let's do that. Let, mm-hmm. Want to do that? Yeah. Um, I have a little bit different perspective than most people. I'm a mixed. I, I, and I don't care about words. I'm a mutt, and I don't know what I am. And on my birth certificate, I'm adopted. And on mm-hmm. my birth certificate, it says Latino, African, and like Dutch and some other white shit. Okay, mm-hmm. so I don't know <laughs> what I am. Uh, and so what happened when I was adopted? I had an older adopted brother, and my mom. Uh, adopted me they tried to have kids for a long time and uh, she adopted me when she was in her 40s so not only was I adopted by a white mom but I was adopted by a white mom that still this day God love her one of the best women in the world but she doesn't understand there's a disconnect from culture Mm -hmm. you know like she doesn't she just doesn't see how cultures changed in certain things. Mm-hmm. So 
so and, and so my dad, my adopted dad, I'll go this. My adopted dad died when I was three. So when my dad died when I was three, it, it, I didn't. It's almost like you didn't have a dad because those v- memories are vague. And my brother was like seven, so he turned angry about it, and I just was confused you know because when you don't and this is something i'm realizing when i'm older i didn't mm-hmm. know this now i'm really into like looking into masculine and feminine energy and the traits and racial traits i'm really into that stuff too but anyways but i didn't um i didn't really uh how do i put this it put me in a position when i didn't have a dad to where my mom wasn't able to regulate what I'm seeing, she doesn't, you know, like some parents, there's movies where I will not let my kids watch because mm-hmm. of the message from them. And in the 80s and even the rating, I don't give a shit about their, their rating system, really. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the, the, the content, content and the message right. of the movie. For sure. And my mom had no clue of ratings, for one, content for two. She's so removed from the culture. So literally, my brother, not only is she preoccupied with my badass brother, all right, and he's... Still this day, fucking crazy. Charles knows what's up with that. I can go on that, but anyways. Um, I'm losing just a little bit, sorry. Um, Growing up. Oh, okay, so she's paying attention. My mom's, I'm sorry. My mom's paying attention to him more. And I'm not mad about Mm -hmm. this. It's just because he demanded it because he was... You know, she's like, come home and do your homework, Wyatt. Or He's reacting out. Yeah. He, she's like, come home, come home and do your homework, Wyatt, or you're in trouble. Okay. So I just did. You know, that's, so it, it, she just kind of left me alone. So a lot of times, Dallas upstairs being dealt with her. And a lot of times, I'm downstairs by myself and watching a shitload of television and being implanted with these ideas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my upbringing was television and and it's very 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 unhealthy very unhealthy but anyways i'm digressing what i'm going back in a race but what what i started to see what i started to see was that people in these groups that were represented on television i couldn't figure out and this is me kind of what happens is i started to become like the watcher you know like the combo character mm-hmm. he's not he can't intervene he's just I started, I had an identity issue because I was adopted mm-hmm. that I didn't, and I'm not like, well, it was me. I'm happy about this because it puts me in a really different perspective of, of from white people and black people on lots of issues. I'm, I'm all over the place because mm-hmm. I, it made it to where like, I don't feel like I'm a part of that group and I don't feel like I'm a part of this group I was adopted by. Let not me, let me not because you. they made me that way or my mom mm-hmm. tried as hard as she could. It wasn't like she didn't get, show me unconditional love, but it's impossible for him to give me what she needs when there's not a father there. Let me ask you this. Did, because you said your adopted dad passed away. Yeah. Um, did he spend more time with you than your adopted mom did? Did you have a kind of connection with him a little bit? Or? There's really, the only connections are vague memories. You know, like I remember him coming to get me because they sent me to, not only did I go to Calvary, I was telling you guys earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I went to their daycare and I remember him coming downstairs down their staircase next to where they had their chapel at. I remember him coming down there to get me from daycare because he was a fireman. Mm-hmm. And I remember him coming to get me. And I remember going fishing once mm-hmm. with him and my brother. And 
sure. know, three years old. Three. It's yeah. so vague, you know. Yeah. And I remember that he was sick, and one of my first, one of my sharpest memories is he was sick. And he had these like chemo pills or whatever the sh- shit that he had kidney cancer. Mm-hmm. And whenever they give those people, um, I, I took one of them. Mm-hmm. I just was curious and took one of his pills and became violently ill. I don't remember what happened after that. I guess I had to go to the hospital and get my stomach pumped. Right. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That might have had some long term effects <laughs> on me. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that's why I'm nuts, Charles. You know, <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, sorry to digress, no, but you're again, fine. You, yeah, I'm sorry, you didn't ask, mm-hmm. he asked me a question, but it put me in a position where I don't have the biases that some, that I realized, started realizing this feeling like an outsider and mm-hmm. feeling like you don't really connect with anything. And what happened too, is that one thing that my mom did wrong and it wasn't intentional, it was just something she did wrong because she's trying to be the masculine and feminine energy. And then she also had a disbalance of energy because her her dad lived like literally live across the street with those. I forget some of the story, but it's just crazy. Like he lived across the street from them and like mess around, be down at the bar. I mean, it's like, and then he just left one day. It's like that. There was no dad. Mm -hmm. And, and, uh, so she's trying to, she's trying to, um, what you tend to see with like women like that mm-hmm. who didn't have male that, but are still on point people, what they start to do is worshiping the military. Mm-hmm. So her idea of a, a man is a military, a military yeah. guy, mm-hmm. you know, that's a man in uniform. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. that's her idea of a man. Okay. So that attitude. So she's trying to, I think this is what I think mm-hmm. now reflecting on it. I think she was what I know about psychology now. I think she was trying to reflect on it mm-hmm. or, or um, she's projecting that from that because she didn't really say, I love you a lot. There was stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it just really confused me. Like, does she love me? Of course. Now I know what she does for me now. Still this day. I love my mom, but it, it confused me not hearing that and seeing that on TV. You know, you see that on the, uh, the Cosby show and you see that on, uh, leave it to beaver. <laughs> you know, I would watch Nick at night too. Right. watch that old, you see this and you don't get this. It confuses you. Mm-hmm. So I was put in a position basically, sorry to cut the story short. No, I was putting, it put me in a position when I was younger to where I was a comic book nerd and it wasn't cool to like comics when I was a kid, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cool to like wrestling when I was a kid. That shit wasn't looked as cool. And then I don't know who I am and have identity issues so and I, so at Calvary, I'm getting in fights a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know how to handle someone calling me names right. at a point like when I'm, when I'm here, nigger and Afro mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. I don't really know how to handle it, you know, at that point in time. So it was always, I always had to wrestle some motherfucker down. Right. <laughs> you always had to get hands on and demonstrate because mm-hmm. you was being challenged in a way that you didn't know how to react and you hadn't been prepared for. Yeah. I, I definitely think if I'd had a, a male figure there, I think males in general, not all the time. These mm-hmm. are gen- when I, some statements I'm going to make here are generalization. No, man. you're fine. It's I'm not fine. across the board, but in general, it, it seems like males are more confident and can deal with more shit mm-hmm. talk than dudes that are raised by women. Mm-hmm. I had a, a bitch tendency about me and that ain't gay or nothing. It's mm-hmm. a, a over feminization because 
I didn't have that male energy to give me confidence. Confidence does not come from women. I don't care what woman's listening. I don't care what is going. Confidence does not come from women. It absolutely does not. Mm-hmm. I, I, and, and I don't know how people can't see this. And so, uh, again, I'm going off kilter, Charles. I'm sorry. No, I understand what you're saying because I can relate to you in a way in that. Because, see, I was raised by a lot of women. And it was women in the household, but also, too, um, my friends and my uncles played male figures. But I think I learned both sides. I think I learned how, I, later in my years, I learned how to be dominant as a man. I learned things that a woman couldn't teach me. But at the same time, my mom and my grandmother taught me how to be compassionate and, and, and when, to, when to open your heart to a person or to society when time is needed. But at the same time, I learned dominance from a man and a lot of things that I'm still learning um, about myself of being a man um, because my father wasn't around. But at the same time, I was raised by a lot of strong women that made sure that we was awoke to a lot of different things and made sure that some man or Person. Can I can I just interrupt you for a sec? So this is where I'm probably going to have get a little bit of heat. Is I don't even like that term, strong woman. Mm-hmm. I don't want women to be strong. I don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm t- I don't want them to be delicate. And and in general, this is my opinion. This is my opinion. Mm-hmm. In general, when I hear strong black woman, I think belligerent. This is just my opinion. Not about your mom. No, 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 no. I this is what I think what in saying. the general statement. Mm-hmm. When I hear strong black woman, I think belligerent bitch that can't be told shit. She can't be told she's wrong, can't be corrected. That's what I... Now, let me ask you this. Now, do you do you, you know, believe in a higher power? Oh, of course. I think oh, you believe in God. Not in a. I can. This see this goes into conspiratorial levels when you ask mm-hmm. me stuff like that. See, because I definitely think there's a higher power, and the elites know there's a higher power, and they know what they've what what happens is the elites have the elites know how um, psychologically they've they be able to manipulate society. Oh, sorry, Charles. They <laughs> they've been able to manipulate society so well is because they understand natural law. I don't know if you guys have yes. heard natural mm-hmm. law. Have yes. you heard of natural law? Explain a little bit to the listeners. You, do you know who, do you know, is. do you guys ever heard of Mark Passiao? I've heard of Mark Passiao. Ma- Mark Passiao is this guy who was an ex Satanist. He was the high priest in the church of Satan. And he went into Satanism because he was tired of slavery, mental slavery over, over people. And what he thought religion was, purely was mental slavery mm-hmm. and government was mental slavery and this and that. And he goes into, he goes and joins Satanism because the tenets of what they tell you, the Luciferians tell the Satanists that are these practicing people that Satanism is about the ego. It's about, I do what's right for me. I do mm-hmm. what I want. And so no one's, uh, it's about feeding your ego. I know if it's good for my ego, it's good for me. Basically, right. that's that's the tenets of the basic Satanism. So he doesn't want slavery of any kind. So he goes into something that thinks is freeing him. Mm-hmm. But what he realizes he gets in there is that the high level people he meets and some of the elites he talks to is that these guys are the ones enslaving humanity and have been doing it for 
who knows how long. And it's all a psychological life. Mm-hmm. It's all a psychological trick. Mm-hmm. And so um, he basically explains how um, natural law is like, it's just basic. It's just a very simple thing. Like I cannot come up and punch Charles in the face just because he's sitting there mm-hmm. because that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or I can't, I don't care. And, and this Thou is, should not kill. Yeah. Thou shouldn't steal. Even those are commandments. That's natural law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's natural law. And mm-hmm. I can, I can go what I think the elites did with natural law in a minute. I'm not while I'm explaining it, but, uh, and I do believe in natural law now. It's mm-hmm. the moral code, or at least I'm trying to aspire to. So in that moral code that I'm aspiring to right now, I can't hit somebody in the face now because they call mm-hmm. me a nigger or call me Afro boy, even though I don't have no hair no more. But <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that anymore. Now let me ask you this. Because it's, it, they're not doing anything to me. It's a problem with my ego that I'm reacting to something. They're trying to get that reaction out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, so why am... that's something I really don't understand me personally don't understand about now that I'm, I am punching my ego in the face and I did wake up 10 years ago. I I don't understand why that they've been able to kind of hold like black people to that. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a feminine energy over feminized because of the father's, you know, a big portion of the, the culture of not having the father, you're seeing that. Mm-hmm. I agree. So that's kind of my that's kind of my issue with that. Does that make sense? It, 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 uh, it does because I was just talking about that last Thursday about you know black cultures don't usually have a husband and a man in a household. You know, uh, I mean a husband and a wife in a household. But one question I wanted to ask you. Because I, I just, you know, trying to understand, you know, where all this is coming from. Like, where did you, you know, when did this birth in you, you know, that you felt this way? Not saying that you're wrong for feeling this way, because some of the things I, mean, I what do. Way? What do you I mean? Do like, exactly. With, especially with with women. Um, you know, I've I've always in general, I really haven't had a low respect for mm-hmm. women because I guess what has happened, what happened, maybe it was because. And it's not a grudge. Mm-hmm. It's just when I was fatter, again, it put me, I'm a fat mixed kid. I've, it, fit, it do not fit in in any way, mm-hmm. in any way. So it really makes you an outsider and it makes you, and I didn't start to resent people for this. It just made me like, I don't know, I guess I'm just different. So eventually came to a point where I'm just going to do my own thing. Now let me ask you this. Did that, I mean, I didn't really have really friends till high school mm-hmm. at all. But did that, do you think that that came from seeing your mom your your adopted mom in a dominant position did that put something that was inside of you that you didn't like seeing that made you feel that way towards women even though you still love your mom yeah there's definitely possibly something going mm -hmm. on with that but the difference that i got with having my mom is that she wanted kids and she did care the problem with a lot of these black women and especially since the welfare state came in 60 years or 70 years ago is that black women married the state that's the problem is black women married the state and what you, what you, when you give the, when they say here, we can give you the responsibilities that men can give you. Well, I could be an independent woman. <laughs> you know, it's, it's ridiculous, which is the stupidest thing in the world. There's no such thing as an independent woman. It doesn't exist. I think it takes two. 
I really do. Because do you believe in, in this? And I know, man, there's so many questions I want to ask, and I know I Charles could go on forever. Questions, but do you believe that women came from men? Do you believe that there are ribs? I don't. I don't necessarily know if the Bible's mm-hmm. true. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll get back to kind of get back to natural law a little bit. Is that I, I think what happened with natural law is that um, these 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 Luciferians know how it works. So what they've done. This is just my theory on what I know. Mm-hmm. What what natural law is is that they know that thoughts, feelings, and actions are one and the same. And when you connect them, that is how you manifest in the world what you want. Sure. That they know that. And they but the, what they've done is take a step around karmaic law. They know like what they and what they've done with the religions is that there's versions of the true natural law in Christianity. There's version and I'm not saying all these religions are the same. Right. What right. I'm saying is I'm pretty sure what they did was give us religion and give us science to break apart both of them. Like mm-hmm. the I I me personally I truly believe that current science is just as much of religion as religion. You're right. I, I, Evolution is a religion. I, I believe all of that. And now I do, I, I do believe in God. Um, can, can I elaborate on it just a little more? Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what I think they did is with science is that they've, what they did with the religions first is that they give us all religions and they split it apart. So they give you p- versions of the truth in every religion. And one's the moon, sun, you know, the major three religions, Jews, Muslims and Christians, and mm-hmm. it's moon, sun, and stars. It's all three. And they give you these three religions that have versions of the truth in them, but it allows them to control you like chess pieces because you're never going to get the correct what they know because they have it all connected. So they have to put versions of the truth in each religion because if you go outside, of, you see a piece of that belief that you know is you connect with. The, this, is, this truth is there. People know it but they've, they've split us apart from it. So when they see this truth in another religion, they immediately pull away and go into cognitive dissidence, you know, and I didn't see that because they can't believe it because it's heresy then. Because, so, because all of it, all the religions are basically the same, but what breaks it down is... I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it because what I'm saying is all of them believe that there is a God, but when it breaks down into believing in Jesus... That's when things get tricky. That's when it kind of separates and breaks apart. Here's what I'll say about Christianity. And one thing I've realized from studying this stuff is that Christianity is the only religion that's not about submission. It's about free will. Mm -hmm. The rest of them are about submission. Every one of Mm -hmm. them, even Buddhism. It's about submission. What do you mean by that? It's about making a choice that all of this, the Buddhist is almost like releasing a caste system. Like, um, how do I explain? Is that, that the karmic energy that you were speaking about? Like what I do, the energy I put out will be reciprocated. Well, that's the golden rule. That's the same thing. That's the part of Buddhism that's true that they've stuck in there, but not the. Um, I'm trying to explain. It's hard to explain how it's like submission. Um, because I mean, I mean, if surrendering to the faith for sure, for sure, and, that, and, and, I, I, the, I, because I, it gives you a choice. I'd have to come back on that one, or maybe look at my phone for a sec. But it really is about coming. It's the only one that is the only difference I see is that there is a free will base in Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a Christian. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you what I'm seeing. So, 
I, that, I'm just telling you what I'm seeing there, so I don't know. But then I'll go to science. I think that they're brilliant enough is what they did. And this could have been 100 years ago, or this could have been 1,000 years ago. But what I think they've, what I think they've done is that they've split apart the science so we can't know how the things we can't see work, but they know. They know the world we can't see. They know how the metaphysical world works. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they know how it intertwines with the physical world. So what they've done is given us sciences to where we have to we have to go to an authority we can't choose for ourselves that's why i'm that's why the the, the, the new little uh, flat earth theory mm-hmm. the stuff's appealing to me i don't know if the earth is flat but i know i've never seen that the sun the the planet from that perspective mm-hmm. the pictures they show me from nasa are all composites you know i i i, I have to rely on science tells me i can't feel my senses and it's, we're going through the galaxy at like trillions of miles per hour mm-hmm. but never we feel any of that I have to go to some physicist to tell me that God didn't make my senses to feel what I'm feeling. And then did you see that they also sent rockets to see if there was other um, alien life planets? Who just they NASA did? They just did this. You believe Um, that? You believe? I mean, I I don't know. Do you believe? To be do you honest, believe that, that? Do you believe they sent rockets? To be honest with you, and we talked about it on the podcast. I believe that they're already here. Aliens? I really do. I don't even believe aliens exist. Why is that? Because I think that's some cover story they gave us just to get us to get some Independence Day shit. Hell, they even had Reagan give the same damn speech Bill Pullman pretty much gave in Independence Day. He was talking about if if an outside threat would come, we could all unite under this if an alien threat came. So I mean, this is insane. Let me ask you this. It's Project Blue Beam. They could shoot a hologram in the sky. They already have this. You can go read this for yourself, Project Blue Beam. They have a, pro, a, a black program when they have the hologram shit possible mm-hmm. to put a, a, a fake an alien invasion and you see it and you believe it looks real. And you think that Tupac hologram, that's just a couple years ago. This right, shit's going right. to get real fast, right. real quick. So do you believe that we're the only existence? Yes, I don't believe, I I believe this is a machine that the stars are, I don't even believe the stars are light years away. I think it's ridiculous to say that I can see trillions of light years. I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever. It looks like they're thousands of miles away. They look like, I think they're as far as they look. Until they prove that to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been looking into flatter two years. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. I still have not seen someone measure a curve and I don't know why. Why can't they measure a curve if we live on a damn globe? It's ridiculous. And they're show me, they show me pictures from fucking Jupiter or their double moons, but you can't turn and show me a picture. Everything has to be a composite. And show, mm-hmm. the artist shows online how they make the shit up. It's just a bullshit. Those blue marble pictures are all bullshit. <laughs> so it's like, why... Why am I giving my mind over to authority? I do not like authority of any kind, by the way. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> of any kind. I don't like government authority. I'm still trying to get over if government has validity. I'm still philosophically stuck on that at all. I, because I, I don't I'm see how it doesn't happen. I, don't, I mean, especially the one that we're currently living under, I don't think it has validity. I believe that it creates chaos, so it has validity. Mm-hmm. It's organized chaos. For it's sure. organized confusion. They're self-prophesizing their own but existence. I, I agree with that, Charles. So you guys already don't trust the government, right? 
Uh, well, do you guys trust the government? Do you trust the government? I absolutely don't trust. No, I don't do you think trust any, the government? I don't think anybody uh, trusts me. Okay, my question for you then uh, is on the episode I, I heard about guns. Is that I hate to get off topic, but why? You know, if you don't trust the government, I always wonder why you want the government to have the guns, but people not. I mean, it's a very childish mm-hmm. type of logic, in my opinion. I never, I never said that I didn't want us to have guns. I said, I do think that there is a problem, though, with... But you made it, like, you made it like people that are... You're, you did the Marxist thing, like people are responsible, that identity politics, that people that want guns and want semi-automatic... I want automatic weapons. And I should be able to have them to defend my family. From, so why? Because some asshole question. does something else. Yeah. Why do I lose my rights? Well, this is That's what happened in Marxist Russia. That's how 80 million people were killed playing them type of games. Right. But I never, I never said we need to go into people's houses and take their guns. Never, never did I say that. But what I did say is but why there I, has to be something but why, that they... Look, they, man, this B system owns a television and owns your mind. So if they're telling you they want their guns and they're coming to take them, it's because they want us not to have them. I, be, I believe that they want to regulate your guns. And if, wait a minute, if they show you David Hogg on TV and show you this and feature this news story and present it in this light, they do it because they want the reaction. Then they want you to say what you were saying on that podcast. That's my opinion. You're, you're, I believe that. But you were making it like anybody that had an argument is childish. You made it no, like no, there's no, no, no argument no, for I disagree it. with that. No. I'm, this is what was being said if you don't come to the table with trying to figure out what the problem is you are the problem for sure because you can't just sit back and witness mass type murders that only are committed in the united states and that's only because we manufacture the weapons Obviously, because mm-hmm. there's an overabundance I, of them. I, I totally that's disagree fine. with you, man. But to finish my point okay. is that's exactly how it needs it needs addressed in a organized society in a republic. It needs to be addressed because you can't have situations that go on and they get addressed and people's lives aren't at matter. Mm-hmm. Not only are people's lives are at matter, people's children's lives are at matter at school in particular, in which we were talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. The point I- is, if I have to title my vehicle in every single state, if I sell it to him, if I do this and that, and that same recourse isn't done with a weapon, then don't say anything about it because you don't care. Mm-hmm. So don't do, even do act you, like. Do it. you think you're? Do you like that your car has to be titled in every state and all that stuff? The point you is, that's I'm not the you, point. Do, I'm, but I'm asking you: Do you think that regulation's correct? That's not the needed? point. I think in this particular climate, gun regulation is needed because there's a problem with people using guns. For sure. Mm-hmm. So, the, but the problem I have with that, Charles, is that man. You shouldn't have a problem because there isn't one because they're not doing what we're already asking. No, so it I'm, doesn't I'm matter. Just, you already your have problem your, with your philosophy. But you already your have problem. your philosophy because I'm asking for this one. And so are the children. And so was he. Children shouldn't be deciding policy of any kind. No, but children are asking for us to be safe when we're going mm-hmm. into school. And there's measures that can be in place to up the safety of the school. Because what were they giving them? Rocks or something like that? So, I mean... 
do you, I mean, do you don't think there sh- shouldn't be anything that happens with that? No. You don't. You think this? We should just continue. Man, quit letting them knee jerk reaction. Look, look, man. If you just go look up enough CIA garbage, they can mind control kids to do that shit all day. They get the reaction they're getting out of you. Fine. So you're falling for exactly what they want. Fine, but that's th- my problem. Th- it all changes. It all changes. That's why though. I don't pay attention to any of the mainstream shit other than just to have a discussion. Say, look, don't fall. This for that. all changes though if it happens to your child. No, it does not. Yes, it, it does. does. Absolutely. Wait a minute. Absolutely not. It doesn't. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'll take you here because we were we, when we had a discussion off. I already had to hold on. We had a discussion off Mike. You were asking for change in the parents because of how they were sending the kids to school, and we can't ask for a change in how guns are being bought and sold when there's already measures being been laid out. They're not followed. Mm. That's the problem. I, here's my issue, you know, and I believe in natural law. I don't believe in laws of man. I don't believe in these constructed things because they're based off preference, off of someone's whim or what they reaction they want out of people or what pressures they want to put out on people. It's not about whether the law is moral or not. And Charles, you know, it, it couldn't. Would you admit that the CIA could? They definitely could. Mind control a kid to go in and kids and shoot a school. Uh, going to regard. I understand. Could that, that happen? Absolutely, that could Absolutely. happen. No matter what, it happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, but my point. But is- this is my point, though. We already know the guns get manufactured. Do you think they're going to disappear? People still buy drugs. My problem is, why do gun owners have this fear? of people coming to seize your weapons or mm-hmm. I can't get a hold of things or I'm holding illegal weapons because they've looked and have at a history. Fear of that. They've looked at Why history. Why are you afraid of that? Do you do every single thing that is to the letter of the law? I don't. Exactly. So why are you worried about them seizing guns? Because that is never going to affect you because you don't care. If you want them, you would have them. The- right. So the whole point is all you have to say to the I just gun, don't want anybody else restricted. I don't want anybody's freedoms restricted. I understand period. that. So I think mm-hmm. that needs to be addressed as well. You don't want restriction across the board of any kind, not just guns in particular. Is that a I want the statement? family restricting the people's behavior, not the state. With that being said, something has to give because obviously if you create too much money, then the value of money deflates. Mm-hmm. When you have an overabundance of guns, people ain't just going to have them in the house collecting. Man. The guns get circulated to places where they know they're going to get popped off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Obama did with Fast and Furious. That's fine. But therein lies the problem. <laughs> they, get to do someone, they get to do it and no one goes to jail. Someone <laughs> is still manufacturing the weapons at a overabundance. How do you sell weapons? The only way you can sell weapons is to make people think they can't get them anymore. Mm. So they're creating the demand. Exactly. I, with I, Charles, both, with, I, I get with, that. And it's a sweet I, science because both of our philosophies perpetuate the sale. You're mad because I, I have this idea, not you. Your side, that side. I don't gun, have a side. That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't okay. want them fucking a, with people. Gun owners are 
under the impression they're going to have their guns taken, so they're going to buy more guns. I mean, I don't even mm-hmm. have guns. I'm just saying I want, don't want someone's right to be restricted. They should be able to defend their family however they want. You should. And, but this is something different that we're yes, speaking That's to. And that's what I'm trying to and say. And that goes into deeper arguments, too. I mean, that goes into layers. It's, it happened at a school. I mean, for one, kids shouldn't even be forced into school. Education being this thing that we have to tell the parents their kid has to go to these compulsory schools is ridiculous. That's beside the point. And it's destroying, the, causing these kids to be like that kid. I think it's going to cause more kids like that. You got well, 75, I mean, you got 75 and 85 kids that should be on the farm that were farmers. Everything's that, broken. I mean, I, you why, shouldn't even, all I need to know is read. They don't need to be in school. Everything they need is, to be doing shit that they were made to do. Certain people are made to do certain shit. Everything is broken and, and, and everything has a flaw. That's because that, we've given us ourselves over to voting in the system. But that we're humans. As but well. they're going to take us wherever they want us to go. Hey, I'll tell you what. You want to take the guns, and we keep going this way. We no, are no, 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 But this is hold on. That again. That's the argument that is had. At no point, nobody said take the never, guns. Never, ever, mm-hmm. ever. I okay, but okay. Here's what my mom said. They'll never, they'll never, they'll never get health care, and they did it. And they did it. So, I mean, I always hear this never will happen. But these things that I said that were said for my lifetime never will happen have constantly happened. Well, I'm, I'm really, I, I'm really I guess I'm, I guess so I'm re- just disputing the fact that you're saying that we are t- saying that we need guns. We want guns no, to be taken. No, I, I'm not we saying never, that. Never, that's ever what, what said I'm saying. That. No, I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you did not say that. But that's what that rhetoric will lead to, I, in my opinion. And in my opinion, you're making it like, well, dude, something's got to be done. No, something's it gotta, doesn't. No, it doesn't. Gotta no, be done. no, no. Because look, if it, like you're I not said, guaranteed security in the natural world. You are not guaranteed security. You're absolutely that's right. True, but you're that's, absolutely but that's right. what they're, t- they're literally told us this that is the our point. whole life. This is the point. If they, as and they as government, don't government are the people above them. Just government, just, just government, just the bureaucrats. The, the okay, people that you know by name level that you okay vote apparently to send to Washington. I don't. But. The government. <laughs> okay. If they don't address a situation like this, then this whole thing falls because they don't need to be there for nothing. Then, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because. If you're going to sit there and decide things and not decide nothing on this, then what are you deciding? Not a thing. The point is... They do what which, they're told. Ex- I was just going to say, the they point is... They take the is, left step and the right they're step. They're taking money from the NRA to not say anything, and that's a problem, and people know it, which is pushing the point of, hey, what you're saying is valid. Not them. I'm talking about you, Wyatt. Okay. What you're saying is valid. But what the point is, when they go out and do what they do, like lobby and politic and all that, it's for a different reason. They don't care about you protecting your family. They care about selling those arms. I understand that. But I still think people need to buy and purchase whatever they want. I don't but think the new, we are already in a system can- that you can't do it to that degree. So... It is a slap into the, the the people's faces that have lost people, that have lost their children. That ain't gonna they, okay. Me because because no, it's not. It's not gonna bring their. I don't agree with. That. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't I bring their kid back. It doesn't bring their kid back and doesn't change nothing. But you I'm, know man. what shouldn't be able to happen and have no recourse. 
somebody go to Capitol Convention Center and buy a firearm without producing identification and having that being recorded. It shouldn't happen. You know why it shouldn't happen? Because the same way if you go buy a vehicle, it happens that way. Okay. Listen, and the reason why is, if that's the point, don't put a serial number on the arm. Okay, but here's my point, Charles. Then why do we... The government get, then the government gets to just make guns and, and sell guns and blow up the rest of the world and do evil shit and sell guns whoever they want. They're death squads. So, I mean, it's like we're voting to take them from the people that... Nobody's voting to take anything. Okay, voting, I'm telling I'm sorry, you... I'm sorry, that wording. No, voting to restrict saying. or put, put some kind of more uh, policies there to yes. make it harder to acquire guns. Yes. Well, I don't want that. that. That's fine. But you have no... Articles of argument besides people don't need to be regulated in that way. There's well, no, reasons why the, people need regulated. Charles, it's that the way. Constitution. Like, here's my opinion. This is my understanding is that the first five, the first five bills are things that are put there. And even Thomas Paine, who was an atheist, even he was like, "Look, God gave you these. Man can't determine how you defend your family, what you have, how, how you speak, the your effects." That's why those are there. They're, it was under my understanding those are not meant to be voted on. So basically, are you saying that anybody or everybody, you believe anybody or anybody should be able to buy a gun, even a person that has serial murdered people all their lives? That should, that should be known by people. That should be known but by I'm people. Saying, but, but, but In a correct society, we would know, everybody's going to know. The, but see what happened. Wait a minute. What happens is this: we don't have those people because those people go work for the CIA. In a correct society, these predators would be out in the open. When government, these predators get to hide and go get to kill people for fun. So that's my problem. They'd be out in the open and they'd be executed because they would fuck shit with people. They would be out in the open. The system protects these people. The word, man, have you ever heard of Dave McGowan and a program to kill the project, the politics of serial murder? No, what is that? Speaking of serial, it is the probably one of my favorite books of all time. And what he does, and it's disturbing. He goes into how, like, every one of the serial killers, that shit's just made up. Those guys are all part of, he put connections in there that are insane. They're like contract kills. Like John Wayne Gacy was raping boys and stuff, but who knows if he was killing them. But he was acquiring those people. They put some of these people out there. Maybe these guys were killers, but there's always in groups. Uh, uh, Son of Sam was saying, you know, he was, it's known he was in a cult that was going around shooting people. He said he wasn't the only guy. He murdered two people. And some of the other murders were people in these cults. So he's saying that Dave McGowan's basically connected, like Jeffrey Dahmer basically, um, and one other guy that was a collector did the same type of thing that Jeffrey Dahmer did. They were applied to be MPs in the military. They were both orderlies in this, sent to Germany to be orderlies in this mental hospital that was known for psych warfare stuff. And so these guys, I think these are, a lot of these guys, I don't think people are normally like that. I think they're psycho, psychopathic people by manipulation, but not like the serial killer stereotype that's been engraved in our brain. I so, don't think it's real. So you don't think that a person that's out here, because I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, I know people, and he's, he's dead now, but I know this guy. He was a, basically a, a contract killer. People hired him. 
he gets rid of you. Yeah, those guys and, definitely exist. And that's what I'm saying. He'll get rid of you. No, like, contract you know? killers definitely. I'm not saying there's not some people that have psychopathic natures, but the way, not not these monster movies. There are guys, mm-hmm. the, the so type this, of way these guys are doing it and the way they put it in our head. Is this similar to MK Ultra? Yeah, it's like MK Ultra. The MK the types of MK Ultra. Speak on that a little bit. MK Ultra. Yeah. Uh, uh, MK Ultra was a project that I think it was the church hearings, the church papers. I think it was Senator Church in the seventies. I, I think that was his name. I it was been a long time since I researched mm-hmm. it, but basically they had released all these Pentagon papers, and inside of them they showed some of the illegal stuff we were doing in Vietnam, and they basically showed that MK Ultra testing that they were like torturing people, mm-hmm. and this stuff connects with the satanic parts of it when you start to understand it. It's right. it's. It is something evil. It, this stuff, when I right when I lost, I grew up in the church and I lost my faith in God and stuff. Mm-hmm. And right when I was going to that atheistic point is when I woke up. Mm-hmm. And and this stuff reaffirmed not the Bible or anything like that, mm-hmm. Christianity right now, but it reaffirmed good and evil for me because I was starting to go to a postmodern level. The, that's that's what the lot in my opinion a lot of what's coming out of the left is postmodernism. Speak to postmodernism. And postmodernism is like they're this is what they're teaching at college to these kids, and then they're giving them gender studies and tell them sorry, tell them white man's responsible for everything at the same time. So postmodernism is like um, postmodernism is like. I'm losing exactly how I want to explain it, Charles. It's there is no meaning to anything. Basically, there is no nihil. I think the ultimate nihilism, postmodernism, is there is no meaning to anything. It, that that everything is a social construct. That good and evil. There is no good or evil. There is no male or female. There is no gender roles. There is nothing. And that's what they're teaching these kids. And that's why these lefties are going crazy on the campuses right now. It's part of this system. It's basically making it to where, like, they're just arguing. People, when you're postmodern, you're just going to be right. You're not going to present any logic. Your logic is that you're right. Because, they, again, they don't believe in good or evil. If a postmodernist believes that good or evil is a human construct then that gives them the ability to do whatever to be right in their arguments. And that's what tends to happen when you see them in debates. And see, that's what I get the uh, uh, impression from NRA. They're postmodernists. Yes, they're right. You should be able to have any kind of gun that no, you want no, no, in no. any way that you want it. It's <laughs> the argument. That's not postmodernism, Charles. Well, that's what you postmodernism. That's, that's why I was taking. No, I'm from sorry. Postmodernism is this microphone is not right here. I believe this microphone is right there here. There is no spoon. There, th- this microphone gotcha. is not right here. Gotcha. And that's dangerous. I don't care if this is all neurons and we are in a matrix and this is a simulated thing in front of me. It is a physical thing that I am touching. And if I can't say this microphone's not in front of me. Then I can't fig- that I can't figure out anything. That's literally what postmodernism is. It, it's it's Matthew McConaughey's character on True Crime, mm-hmm. but at the end he starts the very come around. But that's where it takes you. Is that type of thought what what got me finally away from me? Because I had some postmodern thought, and what finally got me away from it 
is I read into true crime. I was really interested in the Matthew McConaughey character on true crime. And so I started reading about, oh, this guy, the author of the true crime is getting, uh, saying he plagiarized not this nihilist author uh, you know that he played that he plagiarized that character from the guy said I was just influenced he's supposed to be an influence from that author Mm -hmm. let me let me ask you this not to cut you off that's okay Um, what made you something had to happen in your life to make you get into a mindset like this to study this to to see this what made you waking up to this and say that I want to study all this what happened in your life it, it it came to a point where, okay, here we'll go back to a little bit of the race stuff. It came to a point like when I started seeing white kids act like thugs, I was I was fucking on my last nerve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, this is a fifth grade. I started seeing this and it irritated me. I'm sorry, you know, because I when I when when this is my opinion. This might not be good. Mm-hmm. When gangster rap came in. That's one of the worst things to ever happen in the black culture. And I'm not talking about the talent of it or the technique. I'm talking about the message. It's one of the worst, in my opinion, one of the worst things that ever happened. Because even if there was a good message of it, or like the news of the ghetto that people weren't hearing, women take shit over. They sell shit to women in this culture. They are the market. And so women determined, women don't listen to reason and logic. All they hear is the sexy. I don't know how many white girls I saw that wanted to start talking like wiggers and wanted to be a certain way when men's society come out. But men's society was like, don't live this lifestyle. It was like a message. It actually had a good message. But they, people didn't see that. They see O-Dog, and they think he's cool. And that, you know, it kind of started irritating me that I started, and I started seeing white people that started acting like television, mm-hmm. you know, and it started irritating me that, that I, that, that, white people that were a certain persuasion had a certain mindset. It was like, well, do you all got to be the same? You know, do you all have to think the same way? So it's, so was you trying to find yourself in, because you, you're probably, mixed, you know, it, I, and, yeah, and it's trying to, f- I just see don't, you I still don't know what I am. So mm-hmm. at a certain point it came to where I was rejected so much that it came to a point where I just don't care. I'm not going to be bitter. I just don't care. I'm going to look at this for what I see it and try and decipher it and see if anybody else sees it. And until I got into high school, I thought no one else I could even talk to about this. I mean, like I literally had no one to talk to. My brother's mixed too. And I mean, it was really hard growing up. I mean, he would, he would come home and call me nigger every day. Mm. You know, and you don't know how to handle that when you're, you're hearing that from kids at school and you ain't got nobody to turn to. Mm-hmm. You have no male to turn to. And then you got your brother that you want to be able to talk to him because he should be going through. The, he went through the same stuff he was projecting, I realize now. Right. But you don't, you, you, you feel like you're in a box. So what happens is with people like, I think people like me that have been in, I, and I don't think there's a lot of people that run into situations like I run in. Even some adopted kids. I, I, I haven't heard a lot of, thought process that comes or my type of because I hold I hold people to what what it is I hold white people the same bullshit and I hold black people the same bullshit I don't I don't take any offense to what you say but I see I see a lot of pain in you 
And and that's what I'm saying. Like in, in a lot of emptiness. There 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 might I mean? there's definitely not emptiness, because, but there is definitely maybe a pain. Because 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 all, I'm still shed that ego. Because <laughs> you're right, and and that's what I'm saying. And see, that's a defense mechanism. All that comes from all that all this knowledge that you have came from something that dramatically happened in your life that you're trying to find yourself in. And I see it was that. just dramatic. All of it, you know, it, it was dramatic gr- growing up in a white neighborhood, but not feeling any part of this. You don't mm-hmm. feel like a part of anyone. You know, you, you literally feel like an alien. And then I go and stay with my grandma. My brother was so bad that my mom would just send me to stay with my grandma and my grandma. I'm glad I did. Cause she needed help. Mm-hmm. So I would go stay with my grandma over on Moffitt and, it, and I hung out with black kids over. That was the first time I even being a mixed kid was able to hang out with so anybody. So you feel like you connected more with, Black kids, not at all, because I because white the black kids just respected my athletic ability. There was no conversation, and I knew they were different than me. Like in the ghetto, when I go in their house, there was not a lot of dads there. Mm-hmm. The couple kids, I can't remember the kids. I mean, that was so long ago. But because again, because there wasn't a lot of conversation. But I mean, the couple kids, the there was a brother and sister that lived on the end of the street. There was a kid that a kid that lived over here. There were two kids that lived over here, and there was like kids around the block. But any time I would go in their house, you know. You little black motherfucker, you ain't shit. Mm-hmm. And it was always a mom. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd always hear the moms like telling them shit that you think white people say to them. You know, that's how I, that's what my first so, experience to a black household was. And, and I, I want y'all to answer questions. I, I don't want to just take up the whole space. No, that's, but I'm sorry, I'm, Charles. But, I don't want to dominate but what this I'm seeing, What I'm seeing is there's a repeat. It's something that women, it's something that you saw in women when, I don't know, when you was younger or whenever that, put this thing in you that you didn't dislike. Like, like you just said that you saw a black woman or you was in black households and they say, you know, whatever they said that you just said about them being a nigger and all that. And that, and that kind of put a, a, a cringe in you, you know what I mean? And then seeing, yeah, your, and well, then seeing it, your adopted mom be this, um, this, a dominant person, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Dominant. She was still loving though. She just didn't say right. it. She did show, I did know it. Mm-hmm. But it was still was confusing to see other people projecting it and her not or her not verbalizing it. She, see, uh, see, and that's I have a different experience because all of the black women that I know in my family, in my friends' circle, mm-hmm. are strong black women. Right. And when I hear that word, this is what it means to me. It means that they're able to handle all the responsible responsibilities that are bestowed upon them mm-hmm. all of them and that's how it's been with me my grandmother and my mom been that person that always handle everything you know when when my uncles i couldn't come to my uncles i can always come to my mom or my grandma about things hell my grandmother is the one that gave me my first condoms my mom didn't want me to have condoms my grandmother would go and sneak to the would go to the, the the health department and grab me a whole pack of them because she knew I was going to have sex, regardless of what my mom said. So like I didn't have, and even then she the one that taught me how to put a condom on. I didn't have a male figure to teach me how to put a condom on, you know. So my mom and my grandmother always been that 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 woman and that man for me but at the same time they couldn't teach me the things that i learned from my mentors like charles i'm not ashamed to admit that charles is one of my mentors um 
ever since I've been with him, I have grown so much. And I'm going to start saying that over the podcast because I I talk about things and I I don't say your name, but I need to because there's no shame of him being my mentor. You know what I mean? Well, and men need to do, and I think, I'm sorry, but I want to interrupt Mm -hmm. you, but this is the point I'm making about you saying that is that there's a lot of that in black culture, not wanting to give cred because women have dominated the raising of kids. And so I'm not talking about your Mm -hmm. mom, just in general that, Black dudes don't want to give credit. That's a sign of weakness mm-hmm. when you get when you don't give credit when you give credit to somebody else. So it's I, it's cool it's, to hear it, that. But I'm just saying in my household it never been like that. Like my mother always acknowledged my dad, but at the same time I had to grow up and see it for myself because I see both sides. It wasn't just my mom; it was my dad too. Like gotcha. I saw both sides. So, but as as a man, it's something inside of us that when we grow. And when we start experiencing the world, we it's just something inside us that tells us it's this time to find a mentor or it's this For time sure, to gather somebody. Again, like I was saying, mine's a little different because my dad wasn't present in the household, but he was always present in my life. Yeah, see, that matters. That matters. But at the same time, for whatever reason it was, he just didn't have the type of personality to train a young man. Mm. He was an awesome dad. He is an awesome dad. He just never trained a young man like how I'm training my son to become a young man. Mm-hmm. Charles, and I want to say I admire you for that. I was thinking about that today at work that I can already imagine and know that you're a better dad than me already. I can tell that. It's not about that. No, I mean, no, but I, but I really, no, no, things. no, Charles, seriously, you, you're way more responsible person than I am. I mean, that stuff really matters, and that really does coming from some kind of male energy that you got that I didn't get that what it did was isolate me. You said the, the thing, Mm -hmm. the best right there. The reason why I am what I am, because I was looking for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm over exerting that. So he's got to look for something else. Right. Gotcha. For sure. And it's, and it's still, and it's it's still not too late. You know, it's not too late. Like, you know, I mean, I'm learning so much more from Charles. Like I go run in Charles office every day. <laughs> and sometimes I think he gets tired of me, no. but I don't care. I sometimes think because, Charles gets tired of me. <laughs> I don't care. But at the same time, I want to better myself <clears throat> to be honest with you. I don't care about racism. I don't care about what's going on in the world. I'm going to overcome no matter what happens because I know I believe in myself and I believe in me. And, and it's a good to be aware to that. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, nothing is not going to stop me from being successful. And whatever I want, I'm going to get. And I want knowledge. I want to be a better man. I, I want to learn how. I want somebody to tell me that I'm wrong. That's one thing. That's that, what I. That's, that's one, one thing, thing that, that I, I love. That's what we have. Me and Wyatt have a connection with um, the environment that we actually got to really know each other in was at zombies house watching the fight. UFC fights mm-hmm. and one thing about his and house, we connected well one thing the reason we connected is because Charles is one of the only people that watched UFC since the beginning I don't know anybody else that watched UFC since one so, yeah, he knows so hearing him talk about fights immediately like you said it was like oh really huh you know he's not because you hear guys when talk about MA just full of shit right they don't know when, when you hear certain phrases mm-hmm. and words, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> he, he probably knows what he's talking about. Let right. me hear else. And then we're just talking fights. But then 
one thing about Wyatt, if you hadn't noticed from the almost two hours we already been talking, Jesus about, already, he <laughs> will especially rub the the females the wrong way in the room immediately. Yeah, women either really like me or fucking hate me. But the thing about <laughs> my collection of friends is most of them have difficult personalities and mm-hmm. that's for a reason that's because reason. underneath all that difficulty is the genius and the gold of them. And one thing I, the, whatever they want to call it, the madness that he was speaking, I didn't hear that. I heard him clearly and I heard his message. So I said to him, I was like, Hey man, the, our relationship started like this. I was like, I get you. These people don't get you. Maybe you should change the delivery. He was like, man, I deliver it like this. So from that day forward, I heard what he said, and I came with my delivery. I'd call him. I'd call you. Man, my son was in a hospital being born. I'm calling this man on the phone talking about, man, I just researched such and such, such and such. He was like, yep, and this is that too, and this is that. And, we and then just, we started con- just connecting and we don't, again, didn't agree on everything. To be honest, we really don't agree on much besides the topic that we're talking about. <laughs> we all we agree there's a conspiracy. There are, there are ultra Luciferian pedophiles that run the planet. Would you go that far? <laughs> yes. And oh, at, okay, and there at we the go. beginning of all of this, I wouldn't have said that. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, when you understand the realms and the energy and mm-hmm. the chakra, that is true. Mm-hmm. Dude, the reason I, the, the shocker's not even something I believe in. I think it's been scientifically proven. They did like some kind of sound wave on the, the chakras and realized that like the hertz, the numbers of hertz, or they did some kind of sound test and the hertz that were coming out of these levels of your body mm-hmm. are the exact numbers that equal the colors in the chakra. So. What does that mean? Like this, the sound coordinating. The the sound was creating a wavelength that's the same wavelength of the colors that are in the chakra. So that was producing the color, not an actual chakra, is what you're saying? No, the but they're was? discovering these lines through your body. These numbers correlate with with the wavelengths of of the colors in the chakra. So you are saying there is a chakra? Yes. Oh, I thought you were saying, I'm saying there it's, wasn't one. I'm saying it, sure. yes. I, it's yes. scientifically proven, yes. in my opinion. Yes. Or I think it's a fact. I, it, it, and that's one of the things. It's that, one of those things that the elitists know that they would never and tell they you. know how to you use. Would be, they don't want to tell Christians, hey, this religion mm-hmm. over here, this shit's right. true. If you are right. able to they know tap how to use into, that. If you're mm-hmm. able to tap into your, your, your these natural laws, then you're mm-hmm. not going to listen to man law. That's what I'm saying. The See? real, the real, the real big people that's really doing. A lot of people think that these rappers are the big ones. But the real big ones, I believe they're in hiding. I you, believe you, that when you'll uh, never I know believe, who those guys are. I believe when no, the time comes, they're going to come out, are. and I, we're. I mean, it, it's going to happen. Their system's I, already I, here, dude. They're building the matrix, right? Their dude, system is decades in place. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and but I guess the thing about the, I guess why the thing about the guns is so sensitive. I'm sorry about go back, heart no, back on fine. that, but it, you know, it reminds me of probably one of the best, in my opinion. Not a lot of people. I don't know if a lot of people like this or not, but you just just don't hear much about it and i action movies suck now i don't know if you guys think i think hollywood has just kind of gotten corny other than like marvel shit kind of i can't really i can't watch anything i can't charles i can't either because i see the messages are trying to brainwash on both sides Mm -hmm. so i see how they're trying to brainwash the right and the left every movie i mean like i can't even go i can't go see uh 
American Sniper because I know that dude's a piece of crap, even though I think Clint Eastwood's a good director. I know it's going to be a well-produced movie and a good, well-told story, but it's not true. I already know the story. So I can't go, I can't expose myself even to it Mm -hmm. to be dramatically gripped by that because that bypasses your reasoning. And that's one thing they know about Hollywood. That's one thing they know about Hollywood because the imagery, the fascination with watching with observing things, the information you retain from listening, hearing, and watching, they know they're trained. It's rewired our brains. They've re-engineered humanity already. They've directly engineered those to do exactly that. Yeah, they they have to. And that's why I don't like governments in the system because what, and especially like this fiat system is anything like, uh, uh, that comes from the free market. These guys can just print money uh, from machines and and buy it out. Anything that actually comes from a mom pop or something that comes from the system, whether it's white or black businesses or anything, anything that actually has produces and somebody wants and it has value and it makes the world better. These people suck it up and then latch it to something evil. And that's all they do. And if they don't do that, they just run the clock out and nailed on the ball. I mean, this is why I don't like them, Charles. And I know I'm not going to get agreement on this. but So when we say, when I'm saying them, I'm talking about just the structure of government. Yeah, this is, of what, the United this States is why this is why I don't like government. Because it's always like well-intended people. It's a good energy, but it's a misbla- misbalance of you know, like the mother energy because... When, and that's why women need to be mothers, in my opinion, because they don't try to be mothers over kids. They try to be mother over the rest of society, and that ain't working. What do you mean by that? <laughs> like, we got to protect everybody. The, the, left, the left's type of message is a very motherly thing. Motherly, thing. It's motherly kind of, sentiment. It, like Jordan Peterson's figuring out. That's why he's brilliant, because he's figuring out that female traits tend to women tend to lean to the left because and compassion and this. And then conservatives tend to be more conscientious, more structured. That's why you have the artists on the left usually and the the people that actually make shit and produce shit on the right. That's what he's found through these psychological traits. And you and you and we were speaking off mic earlier, you know, the other day and uh you were talking about and that and they that's the portrayal of the extreme on both ends. Where the male energy from one end is overemphasized. Yeah. they What they're doing is getting us to overemphasize both of them. But here's a go back to why I don't, I just hate, hate the system that this is not the government in general, their system period. And why it's so evil because they do things that sound really good. Such as like, like civil rights speak on civil rights is one of the worst things that ever happened to the black community and people in general, because what happened was, and then you got welfare coming after that. That destroyed the black family. Like in 54, black unemployment was higher or lower than white unemployment. And their families were more together than there were more legitimacy in the black community. And this is before welfare. So when civil rights and welfare came in, what it was is basically like we're trading. Okay, white people let us in our schools and accept us. But then destroy our family. They basically gave up their family to be accepted by white people. And I think that's kind of corny. I'd rather not be accepted by white people than my family. 
I mean, I think, I, it, I, know. Oh, I, I think that's it, how I feel about it. You're definitely right. Well, I mean, my problem with civil rights and why it's so brilliant. Think about it, why it's so brilliant. Why they're so brilliant, though. That's my issue with it. Why it's so brilliant is because the ninth provision in civil rights has nothing to do with with the government. You know, like it was government instituted racism. That's where I think it kind of that they put things in that are actually ridiculous because they had instituted these inside of government these racial things. But then you get to the ninth provision, and the ninth provision is telling private business owners they got to let black people in. They shouldn't have done that because once they made a private business owner, that's their property. And once you made them do that, whether it's racist or not, I don't care. I just won't go there. Once you do that, you're opening. They open the door. That was the the government's foot in the door to get inside private business. And now they just regulate the shit out of everything. And that's why they're, they've sucked more siphoned up into more companies. And there's less mom and pops. All the mom and pops in we, our town, Charles, are almost gone. Done. There's, there's almost nothing in this town in general. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And, and that's why they, these people, that, that's why I'd say, that's why I say that I'm kind of removing myself from a lot of the racial things I used to think. I used to be proud of civil rights and all that stuff. And in some ways I am. And in some ways I'm not because I think they hoodwinked everybody. White I and just, black people. It's a double-edged sword. I think They know what they don't give us and change. The system doesn't change policies to help you. They, they don't they, care they, about you. They, right. Yeah, they don't care about well, you. So them doing that was not to help black people. They, they gave them control. They, mm-hmm. they, 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 they fucking said, here, white people accept you. Let them in here. And then white people feel guilty, so white people say, okay, we'll go along with welfare. And then the black women are like, okay, we'll trade our male energy to the state. And that's what happened. I think that's an easier way to to control everything. If you you give, yeah. if If you just let all, you can control everything, and that's better than just controlling one set of people. Let's just control everything. And then what they've also done is made it blame. These elites don't give a crap about race, but they, but they, the white dude in the public gets the brunt is kind of, in my opinion, in the aggregate is he is, or in the the total whole, he is vilified as being the same. So the white businessman that makes a million dollars because he thought up a good idea is lumped in with these elites. And that's insanity. Well, that is true. But at the same time, in conversation, they will lump their self and not only the millionaire, the $50,000 guy will lump himself in with Okay, he can do They're that only once. He can do well. You can say that, but you're not doing nothing. But you're, but you're, but there are a millionaire that's, let's say, a millionaire that makes a company and he like thinks up an idea and he has a company. He provides a business and hires good workers and is really does what he does. What? Who is that guy? What is the? How is that guy not helping things? Who is he oppressing by thinking up an idea and paying people to? I don't believe initially. I don't believe initially that a person would. I mean, is a millionaire be, automatically oppressing somebody by being a millionaire? Not, I mean, not at it, all. But I think <laughs> over time, if that millionaire allows himself to be consumed with the money aspect of that, I don't. You, they, you they believe? Be you see? You think the money changes them? I think the money change, can change oh, anyone. The, the money can change. It can change anyone. That psychological. The money can change look, everything. Charles, look, it does. But look at a Jordan Peterson. Money only height. I don't. Money doesn't change your personality. It only magnifies it. If you're if you're an addicted personality and you get money, it'll heighten that addiction. It'll make it to where you have two million dollars and but you see, got a bad coke habit. You're, it's going to be gone. You're right. But this is the the, the thing about. But, humans, we're both right. We're both right in the same thing. 
yours isn't more right than ours. It's the same thing. It both goes together. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But I, but back to civil rights. So is there any validity to any? I mean, is there any validity thing I'm saying right there? Why didn't they? What, here's what I propose happen. Why didn't we just let black people be segregated? Because we do it anyway. You know, the only thing in America that I see that's the free enterprise that you don't, there's no diversity forced on people where people are given their most choice to go where they want to go. White people go to church with each other. Black people go to church with each other. And even Koreans got a church over and saying, man, people, when people are left up their own devices where the government can't regulate it, people tend to segregate themselves. So, what when what you would I think in my opinion would have been a better solution is let the free market do it. Black people were building their businesses and and had good families instead of giving all that up, build that up, and eventually all the discrimination fine. But eventually the free market's not going to allow discrimination anymore, because the free market you can be you can discriminate in the free market, but eventually it penalizes it because if your competitor doesn't discriminate. And he's acquiring this thing that you aren't that can help him because you're, you don't like it or whatever your reason is. Eventually, it's going to affect your bottom dollar. The free market penalizes discrimination automatically. Automatically. The Redskins were the last NFL team to have a black running back. And they went like four years after. <laughs> These white dudes average way at less than the black dudes in the NFL, of course. And uh, <laughs> it's the trick of all, man. And... They waited, and their stadium, their numbers started going down. Their stadium, they had faithful fans. Their stadium started emptying because they just sucked. And eventually, they had to get a black running back. And as soon as they did, they the the market made them. So even if the ra- owner was a racist, doesn't matter. The market made him do that, and it will always do that. The market's going to call for competence. People want competence. That's the biggest attractor of anything in life, and that's what Jordan Peters, at least in his opinion, psychological things, is competence. That's what people are attracted to, is competence. And then they get women. Women are supposed to be attracted to competence, but with television and the mass media, this Luciferian system has got them attracted to power, like corruption power, not competence power. The power that is supposed to be admired is competence, not dominance. And they've got women to start to like dominance, and that's where we're moving into a bad situation. (laughs) 